On episode 17 of Lancaster Connects, we're joined by Jessica Meyer from White Chimneys to tell us about their history and their tricentennial celebration on Saturday, July 3rd. We'll also have our local events rundown, our food truck alert, how you can help your local community, and a local history nugget. Also give you a tip on how to sleep better, our pet of the week, and your chance to win one of two $25 gift cards to a local Lancaster restaurant. That's all coming up on episode 17 of Lancaster Connects. So, how can you support the local Lancaster community? That's what this show is all about. All right, coming to you from the Dream Room at Gardner's Mattress and More, Lancaster Connects is brought to you by the Sleep Better book. We'll mail you a copy. Just go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. It's right there on your screen. Yep. Well, I'm the one that mails it. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you lick the stamp and put it on. Lick the stamp. I mean, That's... if you're a younger watcher, you're like, what the heck are they doing to their stamp? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. You uh, self-sticky. the self And now we print our own stamps. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. We're like high tech here. Got to figure out how to print our own money. Ah, yeah. That's what we have to do. <laughs> It's probably not something we need to have on camera. It's all right. Secret <laughs> Service doesn't watch this. It's all right. It's, it's perfectly true. fine. Perfectly fine. <clears throat> so uh, what did you do this weekend? Uh, I went. So uh, my wife was out of town, Lindsay. Uh, she uh, she went to um, the, what do you call it? Mar- Maryland, uh, Chesapeake Bay, uh, Eastern Shore. Uh, with a couple friends, and uh, like I was, this whole geographical region south of us. That's she went through the whole thing. Been there for this. You <laughs> yeah. had a hard time explaining well, what it was. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm 43 years old, and I've been to the Maryland Eastern Shore one time. Uh, you know, like my family and growing up, we always went to the Jersey Shore and in that direction. So, You're Jersey people, uh, we're Jersey people. Um, so she was down there. Um, she had a good time with friends, but that left dad with the kids. So uh, Saturday afternoon, we went mini golfing. We went out to dinner and then uh, took in the uh, Barnstormers game on Saturday night. Nice. Barnstormers won. Um, yeah, there's, there's. It's always good shot. when your team wins. Um, yeah, good seats. The kids had fun. Um, you know, it was a long game. You know, I didn't. We didn't stay for the whole thing. It was, you know, almost ten o'clock and still only in the seventh inning. So we we took off. But um, you know, good time. Uh, there were a lot of people at the ballpark, um, and you know, they always do some fun things. They had, uh, uh, you know, how they do things between the innings, right? Um, one of the new things was for uh, uh, a local golf outfitter called uh, Pull the Pin, and they did a marshmallow um, drive. You know, so instead of hitting mm. like a golf ball, you know, two contestants get up there and hit marshmallows, and they kind of just dribbled because they they weren't hit very well. But they were that, marshmallows. I thought it was fun. I'm like, oh, that how far can a marshmallow go? But um, how about you? What did you do? Well, I think I beat you on the food. <laughs> um, got some pictures to share. I did some cheesesteaks on our griddle in the backyard. I'd agree. Back patio. I'd agree. Um, so, yeah, I do the uh, mushrooms. So, I like mushrooms. Okay, you got mushrooms and onions. Mushrooms, white onion. White onion is the okay. best yep. for cheesesteaks, yep. as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you're a cheesesteak person, you're looking at these pictures and you're like, demerit points for bad rolls. And I agree. <laughs> but after three stops at my local places for Amoroso's <clears throat> rolls, I just gave up. Like the, the 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 shaved ribeye in the back seat was saying, "Need to get cooked. 
getting a little warm here. So so anything that's not an Amoroso roll is a bad roll. Immediate deduction. Yeah. Okay. Immediate demerit points. Right. For sure. For sure. Yep. And then I screwed up. So this picture right here is before I, you know, I put the roll on and I forgot to take this picture. So oh, the okay. chronological. So this is, this is the, this is the meat pile prepared. Yep. The onions before you the, put the bun on. Yeah. Yep. And you, um, what and kind of cheese? Well, cheese was on the bun. I mean, that's, and then, that's but there was cheese on top provolone. of provolone. Cheese okay. Yep. Yep. And I know you enjoy, you're a man of the cheese. Yeah. Oh yeah. Soon not to be maybe. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, you're I've, figuring it out. I've, I'm figuring it out. I've officially found out that I'm allergic to either gluten or dairy or potentially both. But, right. um, you know, I, if, if I would lose cheese, I would cry. I get your cheese. Yeah, you can, you can have all of my cheese. <laughs> so if you're wondering, so there's the finished product. Looks pretty good. Tasted damn good, too. Um, if you're wondering what the prosciutto is, that's a little hack um, that I made up. Uh, I've seen pepperoni cheesesteaks before. Maybe you've had them if you're watching, listening. Um, you know, I'm not a, not like the big pepperoni slices. I don't like those at all. Um, I know it's probably the same thing as the little ones on your pizza, but whatever. We're all free to decide what we like and don't like. Um, so, but I love prosciutto. So I just started putting it on the bottom or on the top, in this case, on the bottom of the bun. Yep, yep. Because it holds the grease all together, and it doesn't blow out the bottom uh, of your yeah, bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I was I was wondering if the Amoroso's rolls were for the purpose of trying to keep the bun together. Like, well, if they they're were Amoroso's the rolls, rolls, but they're not miracle workers. I mean, right, right, okay. They, okay. they don't defy laws of grease. So it's it's the taste of the roll. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the taste and the, okay, like yeah. the kind of the the hard roll crunchiness, but the soft goodness inside. Yep. But all of that is still susceptible to moisture and grease. So the you. prosciutto <laughs> kind of holds it all together. And does a really good job. You know what else is a great vessel? And I've said this before on the other side here. Our office resides behind the dream room. What have I said is a great modern vessel of cooking? Oh, the air fryer. No. <laughs> no. Dude. We're not on the same Sugar wavelength. Bowl Bowlings. Oh, yes. In Lancaster. In Millersville. Ben blew his whole budget in my, college. Yeah, yeah. I went to college with like $1,000 in 1996 <laughs> and blew it all on used CDs and... Cheese steaks, trombolis. <laughs> like I came home, I came home at, at Thanksgiving break, and I had like a bank account of zero. Nice, but yeah, sugar bowl bowlies. If you've ever had a sugar bowl bowlie, you know what we're talking about. They pack talking. a lot of goodness in that uh, in that vessel of dough. So, anyway, what enough, do we got coming up? Enough of these two clowns. So we've got coming up. We've got. Uh, Jessica Myers from White Chimneys. If you got your Sunday paper this week, you saw a whole spread on them. Um, so they are going to tell us about their history and their tricentennial celebration on Saturday, July 3rd. But of course, we're going to tell you all about what they've got going on. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going in, on, or on, in, and around Lancaster. The whole thing. Uh, the whole thing. Uh, everything Lancaster, right? Uh, we're going to have a quick tip on how to sleep better and uh, what food trucks will be where and when they'll be where they are. Talk about how, how you can talk about how, how, how. <laughs> that's, the, that's the coffee talking. <laughs> you get a little um, ahead of yourself. You get a little ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, how you can help your neighbors by joining the Lancaster Connects community. We got a local history nugget uh, for July 4th from our uh, resident history expert, uh, Adam Zern. 
Uh, he's uh, from Uncharted Lancaster, and he's also on the board of the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster County. Adam is very passionate about his Lancaster County history. Adam is what you call in the business of a good get. Yes. He was a good get, and we enjoy having him here on the show. We hope he joins us for many more. You can let us know if you like Adam. I mean, honestly, I might be a little hurt if Adam gets more love than, than us here, but that's okay. It's all about putting out a good show for you. Adam dresses up. Maybe maybe we need to dress up. Maybe we need costumes. Yeah. yeah. We'll have our pet of the week and our weekly restaurant gift card giveaway. Remember, this show is also uh, available as a podcast. You can get all the links at LancasterConnects.com. Uh, please like and share the video. Leave a comment. Tell a friend about the show. The more people that uh, know about the show, uh, the better for us and the community. That's right. That's right. And uh, information that we share is on uh, our show notes with every episode that we email out. It's on LancasterConnects.com. Uh, we highlight more events uh, on the show notes than we highlight here on the show. So you're looking for something to do around Lancaster and the, the handful that we highlight don't quite scratch that itch go to the episode there'll be more uh, you can find the show notes by going to lancasterconnects.com clicking on the page for this episode which is episode 17 and you can also subscribe to get our weekly email just enter the giveaway which is what you're also doing when you go to lancasterconnects.com in that box you'll subscribe for the weekly email email update get all of our show info you can check the box if you want to be part of the Lancaster Connects community to give back uh, to your community with time through volunteer efforts. Um, and of course, the show is available as a podcast. You can find those links directly at LancasterConnects.com or just type Lancaster Connects into your favorite podcast platform and search for it. And as Ben said just a moment ago, sharing is caring. Don't forget to like and share this video. It really helps us out with the <clears throat> social media algorithms to kind of Bring the great cream that we create mm. to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good coffee reference. Yeah. I don't have any cream in my coffee. Yeah. I'm just trying to get rid of that. <laughs> there you go. That, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. 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 All right. So, uh, um, one thing to mention as we get into our events, uh, the White Chimneys uh, event that's uh, going to be uh, this weekend, uh, J- July 3rd. Uh, we'll be talking with them uh, in a little bit. Uh, so, stay tuned for uh, some events that. Um, they've got going on. Uh, We've got some great July 4th events uh, that we are covering in today's events rundown. Um, But uh, again, just to mention Jessica from White Chimneys, she's got a huge event happening this weekend. Jeff teased it a little earlier with the um, uh, Lancaster newspaper article. If you get the Sunday paper, it's a big article on that. There's the there's the White Chimney's house right there. Um, uh, So we'll be getting more uh, into that uh, during her interview uh, and also in the food truck rundown. Uh, they'll have fireworks, tons of food, dancing, reenactments, and tons more. Uh, stay tuned for that or visit whitechimneys.com for more information. All right. Tis the season uh, for fireworks. So first one, Little Spring Park. There's a big rundown, so we're just going to go through it. Um, see, so you get the long one this time. I do. Yeah, that's all right. So from July 2nd to the 3rd, that's two days. Lidditz will be having their 4th of July celebration at Lidditz Spring Park. Friday, July 3rd, there'll be Queen of the Candles ceremony during the intermission of the concert around 8.30 p.m. The traditional candle lighting down the stream and around the park grounds will also take place on Friday night this year. Friday night concert features the favorite uh, local band, Flamin' Dick and the Hot Rods, at Beck Memorial Bandshell for a concert beginning at 7 o'clock. 
Food vendors are on hand Friday night, and donations will be collected to offset the entertainment and event costs. Uh, the July 2nd concert in the park is a free night for all to, ten, all to attend. Uh, no pre-registration is required, and there is no capacity limit on the Friday night event either. For the July 3rd festivities, no tickets are going to be sold at the gate. The festivities are pre-sale tickets only. So on July 3rd, the gates open to Little Spring Park at noon. The Baby Parade kicks off the festivities at 1230. Uh, opening ceremonies at the band shell will begin at 1. The, that will include the singing of the national anthem, the national bell ringing, and a performance by the New Holland Community Band. Um, local band Nearly York will perform in the afternoon, followed by the Air National Guard Band. Headlining band Light Up the Moon starts at 7. Fun 101.3's Ronnie Ramone will return to the field stage to host a dance party to get the crowd excited for fireworks. It all caps off with a pyro-musical spectacular. Wow. From Celebration Fireworks around 9.30 with the fireworks set to music. And remember to attend on the 3rd. You must pre-purchase tickets online, and that can be found at lidditz4thofjuly.com. Food vendors are on site, and uh, that's what you need to know. That's my list. That was a big one. Are you done? Well, the, 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 the sheet says when I'm done. Don't you give me back talk, man. So seriously, if you want to go to that, sounds like the, se- the second is the free day. The third, you have to purchase your tickets. So don't be disappointed. Pre- we told you so, right? We told us so. Um, pre-purchase tickets online at lidditz4thofjuly.com. I've, um, you know, living in Lidditz for the last five years or so, they've, um, I've been to some of the Lidditz 4th of July festivities and they're fantastic. They put on a, a, a really, really uh, great 4th of July. Their 4th of July parade. I would uh, expect really nothing cool. less of yeah, Lidditz. I mean, wasn't they voted like greatest city yeah, or like top 10 city or city. something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. On, on that note, baby parade, like, did they have the, the, the men and women of 40 parade? And like, <laughs> yeah. You know, the parade of the elders. <laughs> right. Just right. wondering. <laughs> do we only do we only celebrate people when they're babies? It, it seems like it, apparently. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Babies anyway. and, and veterans, right? As they, they should be celebrated, right? All right. So we've got uh, Clipper Magazine Stadium. We've got some fireworks events there. Uh, on Saturday, July 3rd from 6 to 10 p.m. at Clipper Magazine Stadium, you can grab food, watch some live music, play lawn games like cornhole, frisbee, and more. Uh, at the stadium for free. Uh, to cap it off, they'll have fireworks in the evening. Uh, Barnstormer Stadium, uh, Clipper Magazine Stadium is located at 650 North Prince Street uh, in Lancaster. And you can get more information on this event at LancasterBarnstormers.com. That's right. I don't think anybody knows the address of Clipper Stadium. But yeah. They all know where Clipper know Stadium is. Prince and Street. everybody has their own little way to get there. That's true. Like I get there off of Harrisburg Pike. Uh-huh, yep. So Prince Street might as well be like Wall Street for me because <laughs> right. I get there off air. Well, I, I you know, uh, coming from Lidditz down into Lancaster City, I, I went off of Prince Street yeah. when, I, when I was parking. So, Yep. Um, on July 3rd, notice how many times Ben says he lives in Lidditz. <laughs> he's, it's once an episode. He's one of those Lidditz <laughs> folks, people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Anyway, um, Ben's a good Ben's a good one. He's a, he's a good egg, even if he does live in Lidditz. Uh, on July third, enjoy some food, handmade ice cream, festivities, and fireworks at the Star Barn Village. It'll run from ten to two. Tickets purchased online for vehicles with up to eight passengers are twenty five dollars a vehicle, forty bucks for nine to fifteen passengers, and a hundred dollars for oversized vehicles with sixteen to twenty three. 
What, a clown car? What is like Kate and John Gosling got back together and they're bringing all their kids? <laughs> it must. And then, and then be they, a bus. you know, for, for 16, they must have had like four in another marriage that since failed and they got, I don't know. I want to see the vehicles that come. To right. That. Right. Stretch like, Hummers. Like what had to happen to, for people to get over in the Star Barn that the great volunteers, I'm sure, at the Star Barn Village said, you know, we really have to address this. Right. These people are cramming 17 people inside a minivan. <laughs> what, what's going on here? I, I mean, really? Uh, anyway, tickets know, are could, <laughs> so the gardener's delivery truck could show up and we have a bunch of people in the back. I mean, DOT would have a real problem with that one. (laughs) But, but yeah. Anyway, hey, listen. So, Star Barn Village, 10 to 2. You need to purchase tickets online for vehicles. Rates commensurate with the number of people you're cramming inside. Um, We'll get you the website here in a second. Some of the highlights of these activities, which apparently are so great that people cram a bunch of people into cars. Uh, Self-guided tours around the village. Areas to relax with the family. A museum, art gallery, petting zoo. That figures it out. Petting the little goats is always fun. Yard games, live music, and tons of fun for the family. You can also buy pony rides, cook s'mores in one of the many fire pits, purchase beer and wine, take a wagon ride, and so much more. So they got a lot going on. Star Barn Village, kudos to you. I always know the Star Barn was something that our local community rallied around years ago to save. I remember when that was all the hot topic of things. So Star Barn Village is great. It's the entrance for the event is at Brittany's Hope. 1160 North Market Street in Elizabethtown. And for more info and tickets to um, figure out what you need to pay for for the car and the commensurate passengers you're going to have, go to StoneGableEstate.com to get tickets. And uh, please, you know, please pay the right price. All right. If you're going to cram all your kids and their friends and your neighbor's friends' kids in the car, you know, pass the hat, get the right money. Star Barn Village would deserve it for putting on a great event. Do pets count? You take a couple dogs. Take, I don't think so. Or if you have their own pets with the petting zoo. If you have a buggy, you roll yeah. up in a buggy with a couple of horses. Is, you know, <laughs> horses count. All, all right, right. So that's so, StoneGableEstate.com for everything there on Star Barn. So all this info about these events and others we haven't read out will be available on the website at LancasterConnects.com. Find the show notes by clicking on the page for this episode, episode 17. And get our weekly email. Just enter our giveaway at LancasterConnects.com to subscribe to our weekly email update with all of our show info. And remember, this show is a uh, podcast, available as a podcast. Find links at LancasterConnects.com. You'll make it. Don't forget to like, share this video, leave a comment. Tell a friend about this show. (coughs) Hopefully the producer's got the mute button. It's not coffee. COVID just, it's not, it's not coffee. COVID went down the wrong pipe. No, it's not COVID. Coffee went down the wrong pipe. This will be on. Oh, my face is as red as the screen. My God. Oh, I really tried to hold that in. Like 90. We're okay. Producers are in my ear. Like you want to take a break now. We're good. Let's, let's let the people see our. Let's let the people see our blood, sweat, and tears for them on this show. It's, it's, I mean, my goodness, look at my face. It's coming down. It was a heavy chartreuse. It's now more like normal tone. But <clears throat> No, it's not COVID. It was just coffee going down the wrong throat, the wrong pipe in the throat. My goodness.
Yeah. <laughs> it, it's out now. You're not, you know, it's, yeah, it's out. Sorry, man. Anyway. I, I, I My notes are telling me I have a sleep better segment for you. I'm going to put the coffee. I'm going to put the coffee down. So I said I'm the one that uh, mails the books. That's true. So Sleep Better will mail you a copy uh, right in the mail, send you a free book, chock full of great tips. Uh, This tip is about really kind of aligning uh, your time to go to sleep. So think about it in 90-minute increments, right? So, you know, please start at about four and a half hours. We're at this point in society where people wear not sleeping as a badge of honor, and it's actually really terrible for you. Like, Diet, exercise, and sleep are the three pillars of, of a healthy life, okay? So no one uh, really, like, puffs their chest out and is proud to say, oh, I ate 17 cheesesteaks this weekend. I mean, it's just like, you know, not even me, okay? Uh, no one says, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't exercise for 17 years. No one's proud like that. But people, for some reason, they wear this, like, oh, I don't sleep as a badge of honor. Don't, don't be that person. It's not good for you. It's really not healthy. And actually I would say, if you want to improve your diet and exercise, the first thing you need to do is improve your sleep because only a restful night's sleep is going to help you, um, be able to keep some weight off, have energy to exercise, stick with your diet plans, et cetera. So if you think about sleep in 90 minute increments, so four and a half at the absolute minimum, you know, then you're going six hours, seven and a half, and then eight and a half hours. So the old adage of eight hours of sleep a night isn't necessarily true. That 90 minutes aligns with your natural body rhythms, your your circadian cycles, and your REM sleep cycles. So when you can either advance or delay your alarm clock or when you go to bed in those 90-minute intervals, I'm kind of doing the, if you're watching this, I'm, I'm moving my hands to give you the four and a half to eight and a half hour cycle, okay, of sleep. Um, That's what you want to do. You want to kind of line up your alarm clock when you go to bed with those 90 minute intervals and you will sleep better. I know when I've, I've, I've gone off of that and I've focused on it. I know, um, when I'm not on it, I just don't sleep as well. All right. So that's what I have for you. Sleep better tip. If you want to get the book, go to gardenersmattressandmore.com. It's right on our homepage, but if you want to get right to the sleep better book page, you'll go gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better. And that page right there will get you the book. And we will take uh, good care of you, get that out in the mail to you straight away. The other thing we like to do here is, um, you know, we don't like to tell you what to do as far as how to save money. We, you know, maybe, maybe this version of the sale isn't scratching your itch for what you need as far as a great package, a great deal. So we came up with double deals. Double deals is about discounts you pick. So you maximize your savings. You know, folks have things like adjustable beds, their mattress is worn out. Maybe they don't need an adjustable bed savings package. Maybe they do. Maybe you have a platform bed. Maybe you have an antique bed. Maybe you need just a mattress. There's all kinds of things that make your purchase unique to you. And Double Deals is a series of discounts that are lined up so you can pick the savings to maximize for your purchase. Uh, If you want to find out more about Double Deals, you can uh, simply just um, go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sales. That'll get you right to our sales page. See all the events going on. And whenever we have vendor savings, like right now with Tempur-Pedic, uh, we combine vendor savings with double deals because if the vendor is going to save us money, we're going to save you that money as well and still <clears throat> offer our double deals program. So really try to approach that with a layer of transparency and respect for you and what you need as opposed to just saying, here's the sale, take it or leave it. 
we have a great program for you. All right. Good information. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you, know, you agree. The uh, I was just having a conversation with my brother this morning. Uh, he went to the beach camping, and mm-hmm. he's got three young kids under, like, five years old and a newborn. Uh, well, a one-year-old. And he told me he woke up multiple times in the middle of camping with the newborn. And that 90-minute increment thing, that goes out the window with, with babies, right? But um, you know, It does. I, I know it works. I, I get six. That's, that's like my thing. I, I do six, and it, it works. Absolutely works. And I know if I get less than that or more than that, I'm off. So, all right, moving on. Well, I can tell you got six because you're on. I'm, I'm on, yeah. On like Donkey Kong. That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, earlier we had a, uh, an opportunity to catch up with Jessica Meyer. We mentioned uh, her earlier in the show. She's from White Chimneys. And uh, she's going to tell us about their history uh, with the home and their tricentennial celebration on Saturday, July 3rd. Well, this is an exciting guest because I'm going to say this guest has our premier event for 4th of July weekend. Jessica, Jessica Meyer, welcome to the show uh, from White Chimneys. So not only is this a fantastic wedding and entertainment events venue, but it's your home. And you keep the heartbeat of what you do at White Chimneys alive with every event. Um, So welcome to the show. Really excited to have you here. Uh, Since a lot of folks might not even know about White Chimneys and what you do, um, I do know it's the second oldest building in the county and you've got a big event coming up. Why don't you tell our listeners all about that? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. We are honored to represent a very amazing, timely piece of American history as well as Pennsylvania. Uh, The beginnings of White Chimneys, of course, are notable for William Penn, having met the natives on the hill. He had a very novel idea of becoming friends with them. Uh, Nowadays, it's pretty much what we think we should have done anyway back then. And it's just an amazing place where truly the, 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 the birth of America started here. And this was the vision of the colonies. Um, It was prior to the formation of Lancaster County. Lancaster County uh, was not uh, a county until 1729. So um, it's it's a wonderful place. I mean, I was on the website last night kind of checking things out in my preparations for today's uh, show. And um, so there's a there's a I mean, there's just a tremendous I've got two pages of history here of of timeline. so it pops up over the 300 years, um, and you're celebrating this 300th anniversary a year late. I'm, I'm assuming that was COVID related, right? So that's uh, correct. We're, we're actually, you know, 301 years, but we'll, we're going to 300 sounds so much more fun, right? So, but as far as the history goes, like let, let's kind of highlight. You know, we talked about William Penn. If you got any more nuggets there, the Civil War. Uh, we've got some presidents, some generals, uh, President Monroe, General Lafayette. Why don't you tell our listeners and watchers uh, about that history right here in the in the backyard of Lancaster County? Certainly. So as let's talk about the event, first of all, as we uh, thought about 
we have a very major celebration coming up and how are we going to do this? And I don't want this to be just about white chimneys. We chose the 4th of July weekend because it's a celebration of our country as well as uh, what white chimneys role has been through uh, three centuries of American history. So beginning with William Penn, uh, these were the colonies he had I won't bore you with all the nuances of Pennsylvania history, but he had a very unique vision at that time. He was a Quaker, which means he was religiously persecuted for his beliefs and how he wished to practice his faith. And he, but he was um, over uh, a governor here in Pennsylvania. Lord Baltimore was to our south, and as the story goes, um, he went back to the king in England and he said, "Hello, King." Why are we putting our people in prison for their religious beliefs? Tell them to come to the new world and here in the new world, they can practice their faith. So he began to, this was became known as his holy experiment. And from his holy experiment, you could make an application and get a piece of William Penn's land. This was known as a Penn Grant, um, Penn Grant Road. Uh, you may know there in Willow Street, uh, but that is how William Penn's lands and portions of Pennsylvania would have originally been divided up, and it was uh, due to their their religious beliefs that they they could have a place to worship. From there, um, he did travel out here to the to the little town of Gap, whereas that 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 time was known as Gap in the Hills. It was a naturally occurring landmark where you could meet with the natives and do some trading. You could be safe. There was uh, a cabin that was built, and this was um, credited to Francis Jones. Francis Jones was, of course, from England as well, and a Quaker. And immigration records show that he would have immigrated to Philadelphia in 1711. So by 1711, they were already west of the city, traveling out to the Gap area and becoming established here. The date on the house is 1720 because there's a plaque on the house that was granted uh, when the property was listed as an easement with the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster County. So we know that, yes, there were ongoings here in Gap prior to 1720, but 1720 is the date on the original stone part of the house that, that would have been the first cabin, the first addition. Through the years, many subsequent additions uh, based on what occupation that generation had at that time. Eventually, the granddaughter of Francis Jones married Henry Slaymaker, so it officially became owned by Slaymakers in the year 1779. The Slaymakers then boast nine generations, 200 years. It was sold out of the Slaymaker family in the year 2000. So major part of uh, all of those centuries. Wow. Wow. Um, so across those years, we passed some pretty significant milestones. Uh how did the how did the homestead the the, the property uh, what was the involvement in the Civil War? So in the Civil War time period, um, Amos um, was a was a judge here in Lancaster City. We do know that um, this, of course, being north of the Mason Dixon line, there was probably some underground railroad routes uh, also to the property north of us, um, but. From that standpoint, the, you know, I don't 
necessarily believe there were actually battles fought right here. Uh, that was a little more right. west of us, of, of course. Right. Um, there were more Revolutionary War um, documentation with Valley Forge and then, of course, General Lafayette. So General Lafayette was 18 in 1776, and he became known as George Washington's best friend. And uh, he had he had means. He had money. So he was able to... Um, support the troops. And it's of course said without the, the support of General Lafayette and the French, we, we may not have won the war, uh, I guess, against Britain at that time. So uh, 50 years later, after 1776, President Monroe invited General Lafayette, who was still alive, to make a sort of victory tour and it, that is a well-documented trip where he did multi-states uh, all the way down to Louisiana as well. And he did stop and stay here at White Chimneys in that year, 1825, for the, the anniversary. Very, very interesting. So your family has since come to own the property. Um, what, was, what was your family's goal uh, in acquiring the property? And, and when, when, did you, when did you get it? So we purchased the property in 2006, and I have a love of history instilled from my father, um, kind of a long story. When I was a little girl, he worked at Landis Valley Farm Museum, and back in the 80s, you could take your kids to work with you. So we literally uh, got to go to Landis Valley Farm Museum. I, I knew every building, every display, and I really was captured by the vision there at Landis Valley where you had buildings from the 1800s, buildings from the 1700s. And as we realized what the, the, the history that White Chimneys had to offer, it is all right here in one place. And we wouldn't have to move buildings into one location like, like uh, had been done at Landis Valley. So we, we have evolved much, much more from 2006. We never imagined that we would be able to host events and have so many visitors and so much of a, an amazing response, a way to really keep the property alive. We, we had purchased it with the idea that we would simply live here and, and raise children and we have horses and uh, sort of a, you know, just a, a, a gentleman's farm and and, you know, ride, ride into the sunset and live happily ever after. Um, two yeah, years later, we constantly, yeah, we constantly had people pulling in the driveway. They would ask, could they take their pictures? Oh, could we have a wedding in the barn? And uh, we did a pumpkin patch. We did a hayride. And all of these things kind of grew to the point where we needed some infrastructure. We needed extra bathrooms. We needed some of those modern day amenities to, to, to host, uh, crowds of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in preparation for this, for your big anniversary event, your tricentennial, which is a mouthful and it's 300 years worth of history, but, uh, in the, in preparation for the event, I guess you've got some, some video for us, um, that you recorded just yesterday. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. The, so Let's actually, let's go back to 1807. So where does the name White Chimneys come from? And at that time, that generation had nine children. And one of them, Hannah Slaymaker, was an artist. And it is said that she, they had recently put on the, the, the view you see there. That end is the east side. That was 1807. 
the, the one you're looking at on the video there. And it is said that she looked up and exclaimed to her mother how beautiful the white chimneys are glistening in the sunlight. So the property, the name stuck, uh, it has, you know, just a wonderful charm. And as we are preparing for this, um, through the weeks, well, let's let's power wash this. Let's fix that window. Let's do this. And it's been one thing after the next. So, of course, I got the idea this week. We need to paint the chimneys. It needs a new coat of paint. So, indeed, we, we had a lift here. And yesterday's weather was just absolutely amazing. And I went up on that lift and look at the views. It is spectacular. Yeah. So little known fact about me, I, I spent a couple years in uh, in the roofing and construction business, actually doing uh, copper work, historical restoration. So I'm very familiar with that equipment. It's a lot of fun. Um, yes. I would hang off of some cranes and the harnesses. And um, actually, I did a couple projects downtown Lancaster over the years that I did that. Oh, but, uh, my. Yeah, being on that equipment's a lot of fun. You sound like me, like, hey, we're just going to do this this week. I mean, I, <laughs> this morning, I just... Um, We'll talk about it in upcoming episodes, but I'll tease it now. Um, we just put together three wonderful massage chairs this morning uh, when we recorded this episode. So, uh, uh, yeah, like, hey, we're just going to do that. Let's get it done because it's the right thing to do. And for your for your event, yeah, we if we're going to be called White Chimneys, we need glistening white chimneys. So uh, that's yeah, correct. That's very neat. Yeah, we yeah, actually had some I mean, looking at the pictures. Uh, that have been up on the screen just and and again like if you hit the website you obviously see it and get it but to see it from this angle really really is uh really interesting yep we'll be finishing those on monday because of course we couldn't quite get the the angle that we need to so now that you told me what you used to do you you could welcome to join us on monday because we have the the cap that's faced you see the rounded one the cap that's facing west uh, is a problem. So uh, we have to regroup on Monday before the event. So. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly the angle you're talking about. Um, I will uh, respectfully decline, but I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we've talked about the venue. You do a lot of events. You do you do weddings, and again, you do live there. So I like how you said that as we in our little pre pre wrap session before we jumped on. Uh, you keep the heartbeat of the event going. You know. Uh, another past life of mine, I had a, a DJing business, so I saw the backside of entertainment venues, and it's it's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, you know, uh, by and large, it's four walls in a big room, and then it's made into what you as the customer envision with the, the host, right? But I love how you say you keep the heartbeat going, um, and it seems like you got some recognition for that, so you've got this great venue. You did a wedding, you were on a wedding show, which I admittedly don't watch. Um, just kind of not my thing, but that's okay. Uh, this show four weddings, you were on season 11. Tell us about that. Yes, that was of course, quite interesting. Uh, two weeks prior to, uh, their wedding, the, the bride sent me an email and said, oh, would you mind if there's a media and TV crew, would you sign a release? And I said, well, sure. What are you talking about? And of course, I had not heard of the show either because I don't spend a lot of time watching reality TV. I have my own reality to live. So <laughs> I immediately you know, looked up the show and I said, oh, my word, this is going to be quite the event. Uh, and I might be a little bit competitive. 
So I said, well, we have to be the winning uh, the winning couple. We, we have to help our couple be, you know, the, the, win this episode. So as it all worked out, we'll fast forward. It, it took, I mean, it was 18 months because they, the, the four, the, the premise of the show is you have four weddings, four friends, four, four coworkers, and they all go to each other's weddings and then they all rate them. And obviously that takes some time. So it was about 18 months till they filmed the wedding and then they actually announced who was the winner. And our couple was the winning couple for that episode. Oh, it was congratulations. And this is the so couple that's fun. on the screen now. That yes, was the winning couple. There they right? are. What were their yep. names? Yes. Do you recall their um, names, I guess? Uh, j- yes. J- <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Uh, they they actually just had um, a baby uh, a year or two ago. Oh, so we, we get to follow all of them. The interesting thing about this couple, as you see, we have a little modern flair there. So White Jimmy's has that charm where you have the historic uh, formality, uh, elegance, but you never know what's going to be under the shirts. There's always a little something, (laughs) a surprise for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, So uh, looking, looking here, um, your venue, you actually offer events and weddings and things uh, below market rate. Am I understanding that right? Is that correct? I I would I would say so. I feel like I know the other venues that are in the area and what the price structure is. And I think what I want to bring so out your, is that yeah. What's your thinking thinking and reasoning there? I want to be accessible to my community. And that's the heartbeat that, that we're talking about, that White Chimneys remains a place where everyone can feel like they have a part of it. This, this is a real part of, of, of history that, that lives on here today. Many, I, I could run it as a corporate structure. Um, I call them cookie cutter weddings, nothing against country clubs. But in my opinion, you you guess what kind of food you get to eat at the country club and whose alcohol are you drinking? So we really highlight the ability to customize and individualize every single wedding. For instance, we grow many herbs in the garden. We have rosemary, lavender, thyme, sage, mint. Uh, we meet with each couple uh, that's actually a separate business that we have, but we, we do all their bar planning and accents with herbs. Uh, another way that, that we keep the agricultural side of the property alive. Our price structure is a, yes. Uh, and we will have some, some samples of the, the, the herbs um, on the, on July 3rd as well. The price for a Saturday is 7,200 in 2022. Uh, you do obtain a discount if you choose a Friday or a Sunday, little non-traditional day. But from that standpoint, the price is structured as a base fee that you can come and use the property for the entire day. Other items are what I would call a la carte. Uh, I do have linens. I have napkins. They can rent all of that from us. They can use our coordinators And by the time we're done with the conversation, they usually realize that having everything right there at their fingertips becomes uh, much more conducive and they can really enjoy their day. You have uh, pictures there of the of the new bridal suite that we had added last year uh, in uh, that's French Rococo design. We we that was a nod to to General Lafayette. 
so that the ladies can, I talked about the modern day infrastructure. We really needed an expanded space for the brides, but there you yeah, see, I, we have five, ma- five makeup stations. I recall stations. putting my tux on at the, at the event. You know, you go to the event where you're having the reception, you get dressed there, then you go to the church and then you come back. I think I got dressed in a storage closet. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, I, and my wife, not- I think, had something, something more akin to the, like, you know, the size of the dream room here at the store. Right. Um, I, you know, I think our, I think our decor here was even nicer than that. That's just gorgeous. Um, thank you. You have all thank those you. dressing was... benches and the mirrors for makeup. Wow. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yes. That's pretty neat. We really, really wanted, but it, and also being historically accurate, uh, accurate, we, we did some French styling and designing um, so that um, it's, it's a nod to general Lafayette. Maybe one day I'll name it, you know, the, the Antoinette suite or something. We'll, we'll, it's, it's always, always well, growing. I mean, I think, I think the thing to, that, that I'm picking up is, you know, you said heartbeat, I'm going to keep coming back to that. I mean, it really is there. It shows. And, you know, a room like that to be able to prepare for the single biggest day in somebody's life, um, you know, I, I've got a friend I'm communicating with right now, back and forth. He's getting married in a few weeks. I, I just messaged him the other day. I said, dude, just remember, this is your day. And I'm going to tell you, and probably everybody else has told you, it goes by in a flash. And in your case, I mean, it seems like you really take that care uh, with, the, with the event, uh, whether it's a wedding, an uh, anniversary party, a birthday party, whatever. Um, you take the care to make sure you set it up for success. That's what I'm picking up. So that's Ab- just great. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. That, I mean, when it really brings when people out a started, day. I'm positive. Yeah. Yeah. When we started having, you know, just general public drive in here in 2008 and they would ask to do things. Um, I would call myself definitely a problem solver. And as I saw things happening that didn't flow, we had, you know, mothers that were upset and running around and quick changing their clothes. And it just became, you know what, I can fix that. I, I can do that for you. And we were able to uh, grow with our, our, our visitors and, and clients and really allow them to have a much more memorable experience and an ability to, to never forget their day. Well, very good. Let's talk about this party. 300 years in the making. All right. Um, You're opening it free to the public, which I know I read about. And it, it, you know, I'm seeing it now on the screen. And and it just, I don't know, I didn't connect the dots. So a free event, no less. um, Open to the public. So what's the event schedule that stand out for you? What are you most excited about to to bring forth in the nine hours that you're going to be having this 300-year anniversary uh, gala? Well, for myself personally, I do love music. I I don't think I'm going to be able to to sit in one spot very much on that day and enjoy a lot of the music, but uh, there's the map. Lovely. So this was also a labor of love. We've been working on uh, the past couple of weeks. Um, one of my children, Micah, actually drew the carriage house there. So we got input from all the children and, and how we wanted to, to portray the property as well as uh, the event. My What am I most excited for? I have to say probably the 1700s era. 
We are actually, we have the Rockford hearth cookers coming. We will be cooking in the, the walk-in fireplace of the 1700s uh, part. So uh, guests will be able to walk into the manor house you see on the map there and view the, the cookers who I am told um, are also going to be sampling whatever they're cooking. They will then walk to the south up into the, the front portion of the house, which is where I reside. Uh, my father is in the rear portion. And in the, the front portion, we where there's a room that was known as the ballroom, and we have a hammered dulcimer player as well as a harpist, and they will be there throughout the day. After that, they, the guests will walk out the front door and then obviously peruse the other areas. The east lawn, you uh, on the, the right side there, you'll see we have a Civil War, the 69th Irish Regiment Encampment, who is moving in for the whole weekend. They're arriving on Friday. They'll be set up with their tents in the front lawn, and I believe they will be there through Monday as well. And then the rest of the festivities. So they're going to be camping in those tents all weekend. Yes, yes, that is um, very nice. You know, may, maybe that's a great retirement. It's a, obviously a lot of um, retired folks and, and others too. But um, you know, rather than going to the beach or or wherever people go for on vacation, they they go camping and they they go in in full full garb and uniform. I'll be camping that weekend as well. I, I'm going to talk with the family about breaking away to come to the event, but uh, I have a little different version of camping. My, my yeah. idea of camping is uh, air conditioning. Uh, I have a wonderful, amazing bed in my camper. Uh, but good luck to the folks sleeping on the ground in the tents. I respect them immensely for that version of camping. Um, yes. So the, the food, I saw some food scrolling by. Um, I'm interested to know about Amish barbecue or Amish barbecue. What, what, what Amish is barbecue. So interestingly enough, um, here in our community, um, the Amish barbecues have really become popular as a way, a benefit auction, as a way for local fire companies who we know are, many of them are all volunteers. And the Amish yep. who also don't subscribe to traditional health insurance. When they have accidents and large hospital bills, they do not have coverage. So Amish barbecue has become a way for the, our local plain community and remember, these are the folks who also came here in the very early 1700s with William Penn, with anyone else of Protestant faith that was being persecuted. And, and they are a very, very vital part of Lancaster County history. So still practicing their faith today, they, they need a way to, to embrace modern day medical care and have a way to pay for their surgeries. So Amish barbecue has become... A wonderful way uh, the the local community can can raise money for their own personal needs and and, and medical funds. All right. So is there? Um, I get that. I mean, and I, I'm very familiar um, with the with the plain clothes community, the Amish community. My 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 grandparents. Um, I'm of Italian. I'm, I'm Italian light, as I like to say. My grandfather on the paternal side married a Mennonite lady. My grandmother. Um, and then my maternal side of the family, um, German Mennonite as well. So um, familiar with all of it. You know, I, when I was a young kid, I had aunts and uncles that had the hair bonnets and the couple uncles dressed more in plain, like, like gray slacks, gray coats, black, black, like more plain clothes. Um, 
So is there any, is there any certain delicacy or food type that's specific to the barbecue or is it more, is it more just this we're, we're, Amish barbecue is more about the event and, and the food is what you would expect, or is there kind of something special you could share there? Sure. There's definitely a smoky flavor. I, there's not a particular seasoning that they use, but what's always interestingly about it, it's a meal. So it's not, you don't just get the, the piece of meat. You get the whoopie yep. pie that goes with it and usually a little pepper cabbage or coleslaw. So from, from that the guy standpoint- that sits here normally, he would have like just lost his mind on whoopie pies for sure. Yes. So definitely <laughs> the, there is an image where- uh, to me, it's a lovely, flavorful, smoky piece of meat. No spices. That is, that's not the, the the Amish culture at all. But a flavorful, smoked piece of of chicken, and you get all the sides. You get the fixings. Uh, I also yeah. want to point out that this Amish uh, barbecue farm beside us is owned by Mervyn King. He purchased this eighty acre lot of ground in nineteen ninety eight, and this was the original, the last chunk of farmland that was sold off of the White Chimney's property. Sally Slaymaker owned it at the time. And in 1998, she placed this 80 acres with Lancaster Farmland Trust. Well, a very timely article just if, uh, last week about the Lancaster Farmland Trust. Uh, but I and I, I have invited them to attend as well on the third. But that that farmland, that Amish barbecue that's participating and having a stand is the last original chunk of ground from White Chimneys and is also part of is also preserved part of Lancaster Farmland Trust. Very, very interesting. Well, that's great uh, to know that we're still preserving some of the farmland around us. I mean, although I mean, you know, you get out of the you know, I say if you get out of Oregon Pike to um, Harrisburg Pike and you get out of that quadrant, if you will, and you really start driving 10, 15 minutes. There is a lot of farmland around here, but we do need to be good stewards of it. We do need to uh, preserve it. Uh, we are really fortunate to live in the area we live in. Um, you know, you brought up a couple of things, um, and then I'll, I, I've got a question about your presidential dinner coming up because uh, I want to have our listeners know about that. But, you know, uh, we touched on fire companies about raising money for them. Um, we actually had Lafayette Fire Company. Uh, on the show uh, a handful of episodes ago. Um, so they obviously are named after General Lafayette as well. Um, and they do a lot of volunteer work. So anybody listening, if you have the opportunity to help those, help your local fire company out with a fundraiser, a cleanup event, you know, whatever, whenever they put the call out, make sure if you have the time and you could donate or both, uh, do it because you never know when you might need their services um, or your neighbor might or your family member might. Just a little aside, as we touched on it. So, uh, Jessica, this presidential dinner. Tell us about uh, tell us about that, and if tickets are still available or not. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in addition to the presidential dinner, I will mention we do have the presence of two food trucks. Obviously, this is a, a full day, a long, a long day, and we wanted to make sure that we had some refreshments and, and, and services available. So we do have two food trucks coming here out of Chester County. They will be down in the West Pasture area, and that is uh, for, for purchase at, at, at will. The presidential dinner, our idea was to showcase uh, foods that would have been traditional in the various centuries and have a more upscale opportunity where carving station, whatnot, we do have the menu posted online 
And as once you obtain your dinner, you are free to sit in the garden or you may sit in the air-conditioned tobacco barn, which uh, I don't know what the weather is going to be next week, but uh, we do have air conditioning available for, for those who, who wish to do that. The caterer that we have obtained for this portion of the dinner is Alexandra Catering, who has done some weddings with us in the past, and we are looking forward to an expanded relationship with them. I like the, the personal chef concept because it, it's very, once again, customizable. If we have brides and grooms with specific uh, palettes or presentations, we've done beer wing and pizza stations at weddings, in addition to the French chefs with lamb and lobster, uh, filet mignon, um, fresh oyster trucks. Uh, we, we really love to, to showcase. I need to get um, on, uh, I need to get on the invite <laughs> list for one of your wedding guests for sure. Yes. Um, yes I'm indeed. happily married. We're going to, we're going to celebrate, uh, oh boy, I'm going to flub this now. 19 years this summer. No. Yeah. 19 this summer. Um, so I hope as much as I'm digging the property, I hope I never have to use it again for a wedding. That would not be the plan. Uh, at this moment, in t- at this moment in life, with my wonderful bride. Um, so, just to clarify, presidential dinner is part of the uh, tricentennial anniversary gala, right? That's uh, looks like tickets are eighty dollars. Uh, if correct. you if you want to really like kind of throw down on a, a nice experience, uh, a high class um, dinner with some amazing scenery, uh, the barn looks amazing. Um, Go to whitechimneys.com and get the tickets there. Uh, just as a little aside, so uh, I'm into cigars. Um, would you ever host a big cigar event on your property? In the absolutely. Barn? Okay. Absolutely. To... I mean, how, how more appropriate the, than, the, than the tobacco yeah. barn, which was, you know, there, of course, housed tobacco. It didn't house animals. Right. Yeah. There, there was uh there's a thing called, uh, Drew Estates is a, a big time, uh, cigar company, uh, Jonathan Drew, you know, a little scrappy upstart years ago, went up against the big, the big players in the game, uh, really an amazing story of business success. If you, if anybody listening would care to research it, I'm sure you can just jump on Wikipedia and look up Drew Estates and Jonathan Drew, and maybe on YouTube, you'll find info, but, um, he does these events now called barn smokers. Um, I'm actually going to one in October down in Kentucky. Uh, but there was one in Lancaster uh, on a tobacco farm uh, three years ago, I think, three summers ago. Uh, it was really cool. Um, we got to meet, meet uh, the family that grew the tobacco. They kind of gave a lesson on the tobacco. But um, yeah, uh, that's really neat. I'm going to try to make a connection there for you if I can, because it was about 300 people. Um, yes, uh, yeah, and, and it, you okay. know, May I? It, it was a fun event. While that picture is on the screen, I want to point out this picture was from 1963. I just found it recently, penciled on the back. And if you look, you can see the main fountain there immediately above it. That is the tobacco bar that we now have for the, the weddings and events. Right above that sits what was the old dairy barn. We now have horses. It's all equestrian. But if you looked pan to the left up in that upper left corner, that is another tobacco barn, which I didn't know was there in the 1960s. And it does not exist Mm. today. This really speaks. I mean, the White Chimneys property did have many, many acres. And one of the things, one of the cash crops was tobacco farming. 
which the Amish still use today. So certainly I I know that Mervyn King beside us that has uh, still farms tobacco. um, They, they they're, I've hosted some milk events for them as well. They have uh, raw milk business and uh, cheeses and yogurts uh, as part of the, their gap view market stand. And um, we, we definitely have a heart for agriculture and uh, doing all we can to, to spread that news and preserve that. Yeah, very good. So uh, as we wrap up, how can our audience um, support this anniversary event? I mean, I, obviously you're, you're, you're a business, but, um, you know, businesses also can take up the charge of preserving history, and that's what you're doing. Uh, and I think that's important, whether it's a nonprofit that does it or a private citizen, or in your case, a mix of both, private citizen and somebody in business. How can they Absolutely. help support this anniversary? Uh, you've Absolutely. Got, I think you've got a few sponsorship things that are available. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and just uh, interesting that you mentioned that uh, that has been one of the challenges because one of the one of the things with our local township when we got permission to have the business is that one they they needed it to remain a residence, and yet so because we are supposed to live here, we can't get we can't always get uh, grant money because uh, we're not a nonprofit and and we're supposed to live here. So it really has created, um, you know, if anyone has any ideas, I'm open to conversations about how we continue to um, maintain a a residence portion and yet still preserve this property. Speaking of July 3rd, we have speakers, we have musicians, all of them do have a fee associated with them. Some of the smaller speakers, um, $200, $400. William Penn, I need a sponsor for William Penn. He is $700. The larger musicians um, needed a little more to cover them. For instance, uh, Drew Nugent is in the uh, $2,600 range. Anyone who wishes to help sponsor these musicians, uh, obviously the money's going directly to them. It's not going to me or my family personally. In the future, we we have uh, lots of garden areas, and we've often um, we often look for businesses to help sponsor various areas of the garden. And of course, they could have a sign a signage there that would say, you know, the lily pond built by so and so, or main, maintained by you know this florist or or whatnot. Lots of conversations and opportunities. Well, wonderful. Um- and then beyond, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to help out a little bit there. Normally, we reserve our donations for charity, but I'm really digging what, uh, what you're doing. So we'll help out a little bit with, uh, uh, with that. Um, beyond, the, beyond the event, how else can the audience support what you're doing there, preserving history, uh, offering an amazing, you know, really experience right here in our backyard? How can they, how can they support you beyond that? Come and have your family reunion here and spread the news and bring your family and take your pictures and make memories. It's, it's an amazing, amazing way to, to, to keep history alive. Uh, anyone that has any other um, interest in supporting specific projects, uh, we have, you know, for instance, the chimneys, we, we have rest, some restoration work that, that we're always working on. And we, we always uh, look to the future um, what what are we going to restore next? What are we going to uh, repair? And uh, any, any we're, we're open to any conversations and assistance there. 
Yeah. And I, and I mean, again, we have all, a bunch of different types of folks that listen to our show, watch our show, all different walks of life, different skill sets, different knowledge bases. Uh, you know, let's see if we can't help white chimneys out. I mean, it is interesting, you know, so the, so the local municipality wants, wants it as a residence to preserve the history. Uh, you know, we can't get grants because it is a residence. Like Jessica's Venn diagram is, is residence, business, history. And we got to, you know, you got to make them come together, right? So you can have some assistance for, for as big as the property is. Um, so if anybody has any ideas there, uh, certainly reach out, whitechimneys.com. And uh, I'm sure Jessica would love to hear your thoughts uh, on any kinds of ideas there. Um, but kudos to you for, for taking it up. I mean, obviously, it's a, it is an endeavor. But, uh, you know, business isn't always easy. I know that as a fellow business owner. Um, the last year certainly wasn't easy on you, I'm sure. Um, so what we're going to do, uh, I think I understood you have a, a small bronze sponsorship. It kind of dovetails in with what we do weekly with givebacks anyway. So we're going to donate um, $100 to the event um, to, to cover that. So I'll get that check out in the mail to you today. Thank um, you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yep, you're welcome. And uh, boy, I really wish you nothing but success on this event. I hope it goes just so well. The weather, I'm, I'm sure, will cooperate. Um, and uh, best of luck to you. This is great. Thanks for being on the show. Um, Jessica Meyer with White Chimneys. You can, go to, you can go to whitechimneys.com to learn more. Be sure to check out their anniversary event that is coming up uh, July 3rd this weekend um, from 12 to 9. Jessica, thanks Thank for joining you so us. Much. Really great to have had Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was great um, to hear from Jessica, talk with her. Really an amazing property. Um, I'm thinking you all should go out there this weekend if you get the time and uh, check it out. I'm going to try to break away from camping this weekend with my family, see if we can't uh, make our way there. But um, really it is a neat property, a neat venue, a neat historical aspect. And think about the fact that, you know, I talked with her about it, right? Like they live there, they have this historical property, and then they are also a business, right? So their life, while it may seem as easy because, you know, their family was able to afford a beautiful property like that. Uh, you know, listen, as a business owner, things are never always as easy as they may appear. Uh, so if you can go support them just by getting to know the property, and then let's say six months from now, your company has the need to arrange a party or an event, and you think of white chimneys. That would be a tremendous way to help out not only your company, somebody you know that needs a good event referral, uh, but also help out White Chimneys. So help them celebrate their 300th anniversary this weekend. Looks like they're putting on just a fantastic event for, uh, for the community. So a little bit more about that event. Um, they've got some food trucks. It's time for our food truck rundown. There's the siren. There it is. Means the food. So uh, the first food truck alert is, Maybe we want to pause. I'm going to take a sip of coffee again. <laughs> Put up a blockade. Okay, I can right. sip coffee. All right, so if you just listened to the interview with Jessica from White Chimneys, uh, you'll already know about their 300th anniversary um, celebration, and that is on Saturday, July 3rd from noon until 9 p.m. This is the event to be on to be at on uh, the July 4th weekend. 
Uh, Lancaster Connects is proud to be a sponsor of the event. They'll be honoring three centuries of history. There will be live music, speakers, reenactments, fireworks, and more. Food and refreshments will be available for purchase during daytime hours. The event is free to attend. Uh, food at the event, uh, we've got Amish barbecue, sweet shenanigans, cupcakery, Rita's roaming libations, and Sabatinos. They'll also have a presidential dinner for $80. Uh, the dinner will be prepared by Alexander Catering and will feature food from the three different centuries of White Chimney's existence. That's pretty cool. Uh, their location is 5117 Lincoln Highway uh, in Gap and more information on the event and uh, them uh, at whitechimneys.com. Three centuries of food. That sounds pretty amazing. It does. You check that out. Anyway, uh, food truck number two, Nestle's Vill- at Nestle Vineyards. Uh, gather some good friends and come celebrate summer outdoors at Nestle Vendors Vineyards on July 2nd and 3rd for their ongoing summer event, Summerfest. There'll be plenty of wine, beer, wine slushies, and food, along with live music performed from 7.30 to 10 on Saturday and Sunday. Join us on the lawn of the winery and experience one of the area's best-known and most popular music venues. On Friday, the Kirk Wise duo is playing, and on Saturday, you'll hear Josh Squared. Guessing there's two Josses. Uh, For the food trucks that'll be there, there'll be Philly Hoagie Company. Uh, They'll be there both days. Grappling Crab, who we highlighted a few episodes back, they will be there on Saturday only. General admission tickets are $10 and include parking and access to the concert. Get more details and your tickets Nestle at nislywine.com. And the location is 140 Vintage Drive in Bainbridge, PA. When I said wine slushies, I think my mother-in-law like had a shudder. <laughs> she loves wine. Nice. I've never seen her drink a wine slushie. I bet she will now. Yeah, right, right. You'll have to get Sorry, some. Kathy. <laughs> have you seen the list of food trucks for this next one? I no, know, but I know you're reading. It. I know I'm going to butcher some of these, but well, uh, you know, so so tune in, right? Yeah. Well, you're on. You got your six yeah. hours of sleep, so get crack a locking on it. On July 4th, you can head up to Harrisburg just down the road for their food trucks and fireworks event from three to nine p.m. Uh, at Riverfront Park. By the looks of it, they are going to have every food truck in the county there. The event will feature 30 food trucks, more than 30 food trucks, live music, a wine garden, kids' activities, and the largest fireworks display in Central PA. The PHFA fireworks display will begin at 9.15 and can be viewed from miles of space, can be viewed from miles of space along Riverfront Park. I thought it was that you can view them from space. That didn't make any sense. Possibly. Well, it depends on your definition of space. It's true. Um, So they can be viewed from along Riverfront Park, City Island, and more locations throughout the city. Free activities include balloon animals, patriotic craft, caricatures, and six to nine visit from or six to nine p.m. visit from Captain America and Wonder Woman, the Captain America. Wow! Um, street parking is free for the holiday, and parking on City Island is five dollars. Parking at Market Square Garage is ten dollars from ten a.m. to twelve uh, a.m. Courtesy of Central, uh, courtesy of Park Harrisburg. Now the food trucks. There's a ton. Sherry's crab cakes. Sarah's Creamery, Stocks on Second, Foltz's, The Nacho Depot, Schneider's Concessions, Island Noodles, Bubble Wow Waffles, Philadelphia Hoagie, On the Roll, or is that Philadelphia Hoagie On the Roll? I'm not sure. Piper Bell's Barbecue, Sugar Whip Bakery. Uh, yeah, Steph from Sugar Whip. We know Sugar Whip. Yeah, we know Sugar Whip. Very Co- good. 
Coco Bongo's New York shredders, shredders, shredders. Get Roland Gourmet egg rolls. Stacy's orange orangeade. Uncle Paul's stuffed pretzels, farm show milk milkshakes, Doughheads waffles, Mama's melts, Shorty's funnel cakes, Hey Hattie's food truck, Bricker's fries, Dough and Co, Wow Wagon, Rapid sandwiches, and more. Fuego Latino, Derby Dash kettle corn, Kona ice, Chef de Crepe, Crepe, Bucky's festival foods, Bucky's ice cream, Grappling Crab Shack, Bake My Day Cafe. And Nippon Hibachi Express. So you nailed Nippon Hibachi Express, but you <laughs> Riverfront Park, <laughs> North Front Street, Harrisburg, PA. More info on Facebook at the City of HBG. I think, I think this show should just morph into the show that Ben tries to pronounce things. <laughs> I'd watch. I think that's what it should be. And where I like pile coffee down my throat in the wrong way and like basically stroke myself out in doing so anyway uh, if that's not what you want and you want more food trucks um food truck owners this is how you have to help us out all right uh, our viewers want to know where your food trucks are each week so if you own a food truck we'd love to hear from you we'll tell our viewers where you'll be so that they can support you fill out the contact form at lancasterconnects.com in that comments box tell us all about your menu where you'll be and when and uh, we want you to do that because our folks love to learn about new food trucks and they want to know how tasty your food is, what kind of food you offer. So just go to LancasterConnects.com and fill out that contact form. And don't forget to like and share this video and this show. Leave a comment, tell a friend. It really does help us. Uh, but if you like to listen to the show, podcasts are great too. And we're on all the podcast platforms. Well, maybe you're on your favorite one. Just search for Lancaster Connects or you can find your new favorite podcast link by going to LancasterConnects.com and seeing what we've got there. Uh, but right now, we've got a history nugget. Adam Zern has our July 4th-themed Lancaster local history nugget. Adam is the owner of Uncharted Lancaster and also on the board of the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster County. So, welcome, Adam, to the show. Hi, Ben. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me here. It's great to be back. Greetings. My name is Adam Zern, founder of Uncharted Lancaster, and I'm here today with your local history nugget. With the approaching holiday, I wanted to share two Lancaster-related Independence Day stories. Now, ask any elementary student when the Declaration of Independence was signed, and they'll quickly tell you July 4th, 1776. Interestingly, news of the document's actual adoption did not reach Lancaster for several days. Remember, this is in a time before 24-hour news cable. Finally, on July 8th, four days later, the proclamation was formally read in front of the courthouse at Penn Square. Now, arguably, the man most instrumental with securing that independence was George Washington. Washington visited Lancaster five times during his life. The first was on June 4th, 1773. Records indicate that while here, Washington visited the DeMuth Tobacco Shop, the oldest tobacco shop in the entire country, and made a purchase and likely met proprietor Johannes DeMuth. However, Washington's most famous visit was on July 4th, 1791. Washington, now in his first term as president, 
was touring southern and eastern states. He came to Lancaster via York on Sunday, July 3rd, to visit his old friend and military aide, Adjunct General Edward Hand at Rock Hill. Hand and other Lancaster dignitaries met Washington at Wright's Ferry, now Columbia, to escort the president to Lancaster. The president's coach arrived at the edge of the city at around 6 p.m. As was Washington's habit, he exited his coach and entered Lancaster on horseback, wearing his traditional blue and buff uniform. The president was greeted with ringing church bells, sharing crowds, waving flags, and firing cannons. Washington spent the night at the White Swan Hotel, located where the Lancaster Marriott at Penn Square now sits today. The following morning, Washington walked the streets of Lancaster and enjoyed afternoon tea with Edward Hand and his wife at Rock Ford, which you can still visit today. Washington then spent the evening at an elaborate dinner held in his honor at the courthouse. Fifteen toasts were made, the final one being to the illustrious president of the United States. Early the next morning, Washington continued uh, his journey to Philadelphia. Interesting side note, uh, partially being on Washington's early departure, everywhere he went, people were constantly greeting him with, with parades and bands and firing cannons, and he actually found it real difficult to get anywhere and very time consuming. So he had a habit of, of telling folks he was going to leave at nine and then leave at five in the morning, or he'd be in town at six and get there at five, just so he didn't have to deal with the crowds and all the, the hoopla you know, involved with all of that. But that's been your local history nugget. You know, you can find me online at Uncharted Lancaster to learn more fascinating local history. Back to you, Ben and Jeff. Well, Adam, that was really uh, pretty incredible little rundown of local history um, to see Washington. You know, I actually thought I'm going to go a little bit off script here, if that's all right. I'm going to surprise Ben and our producers. Producers are thinking, oh, boy, what's going on now? Um, so I just looked up on my phone. Um, so we all know. We're celebrating this weekend the birth, you know, our Declaration of Independence, you know, the the, the birth of our nation, so to say. Uh, I just looked up because I, I kind of was in my head a couple dates. Our Constitution was ratified June twenty first, seventeen eighty eight. So seventeen seventy six to seventeen eighty eight, twelve years. Uh, folks like Washington, Jefferson, uh, Adams, Hancock, others, really kind of looked to frame what our nation would be. Um, and, you know, they may be imperfect men. They were men of their time. And, uh, but what they gave us in the Constitution, I think, is really what we more should be celebrating this weekend than anything. Uh, because it does represent freedom. It does represent liberty. It does represent happiness. And I hope you all can enjoy that, um, what it stands for, what it means for our nation, what it means for us. Uh, I joined us, as you would say, in September of 19 as a U.S. citizen. Um, some of you may know, if you know me personally, hi, mom, uh, watching this show, <laughs> um, you know, me personally, I was born in Canada, uh, moved uh, to Reamstown when I was 10. So, you know, 32 of my, uh, 42 years on this earth have been here in the United States and, uh, formalized that September of 2019. I would urge you to look up the oath of allegiance, uh, that anybody would take at a naturalization ceremony. And think about that this weekend, because think about that um, uh, in light of how you give back to your community, how you give back to those around you. 
Um, it's really kind of one of the one of the reasons why we do this show because we believe so much in supporting the community that does support us. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's what this weekend's about. It is about the birth of our nation, but it also took twelve years, um, nearly twelve years, twelve full years, to kind of bring forth the protections, the liberties, the freedoms that we have today. And I think this weekend, this year in twenty twenty one, it's kind of a uh, really nice little touch to celebrate those freedoms that we have. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So yeah, sorry for going off script there, everybody, no, but cool. I thought it, I thought it made sense in light of what Adam shared there. Um, and we always love Adam. Adam brings a lot of passion to the show and for what he does. Oh, yeah. So check him out at unchartedlancaster.com. Uh, yeah, Uncharted Lancaster is full of fun Lancaster-themed adventures. Um, it's really neat. Yeah. Really neat what yeah. he's put together there. Yeah. Uh, you, want to, you want me to talk about Wilma? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be happy to. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors? Well, you know, the other way I've thought about that, I'm going to try to sell, I'm going to sell the McClure family a dog here one of these, <laughs> one of these, one of these weeks. So... So on that note, Julian kind of, not in tears, but he's like, comes to me on Saturday afternoon and he's like, dad, two years ago, (laughs) you and mom said we'd get a dog. You know, he he almost like said the date, like that's, you know, he's pleading two years ago. Okay, buddy, we'll we'll put it on the, we'll put it on the list of things to do. Not that we don't want a dog. It's just like, life is crazy. We have a rabbit now um, who's, who's awesome. So, you know, there's, there's a dynamic there between a, another pet and a rabbit, yeah. but the rabbit stays, you know, in... in but dogs are more awesome room, than rabbits. I mean, let's just... I, I, I get it. You know, we, we dog sat a year ago, and um, that uh, those Facebook memories from a year ago just came up. And I saw them. We were reminded, oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know, think you have to sell us on a dog specifically. It's probably something that will happen at some point, but it's just a matter of making it happen. We always have the next excuse, like, oh, yeah, we're going on vacation in a month. We can't we can't get a dog before then, and then it's <laughs> well, like something else. Well, but in all honesty, <laughs> folks, I mean, you know, what Ben just said, um, you know, a, a new dog coming into your home is is stressful for the dog. It's stressful for you and your family. It's, it's new. Uh, I say all of this in a positive way. Those are things to consider, right? Like, getting a dog around the holidays is really one of the worst times to get a dog. Um, a lot of them fail through no fault of their own, just because there's so much new stuff going on. People in and out of the house, they don't know who's meant to be there and who's not. Um, so think about that. But this week, Wilma, um, not to be confused uh. from the Flintstones, but there's Wilma. Wilma is an adult hound mix. Uh, her foster parents call her P. Because she loves anything that starts with the letter P, peanut butter, pepperoni, provolone. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. (laughs) I bet you she'd love that. Uh, She's the last of the Flintstone litter. All of her brothers and sisters have found their forever homes. She loves her current foster brother who gives her confidence and guidance. So she'd love a home with a a male dog. Uh, She can be nervous since she lived on the streets and for many years uh, and prefers a quiet home with no young children. She currently lives with a cat and doesn't bother with him much. In fact, most of the time pretends like he's not even there. Uh, Wilma loves to follow her foster mom around and cuddles up with her on the couch. Takes her longer to get used to men, but with patience and time, she'll do it. She's crate trained, views her crate as her safe safe place. She's also house trained and knows when it's time to go outside to go to the bathroom. Uh, She needs a person who's patient and will take the time to get to know who she is. If that's you, she promises in return endless love and lots of licks. Uh, Wilma needs a six foot solid fence for her yard and you must own your home uh learn more about how to adopt bella 
sorry, not Bella, Wilma, on uh, Charlie's Crusaders website at charliescrusaders.org. So there's some video of Wilma. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, you know, rescues are obligated, I suppose is the word, to let people know about how a dog is going to succeed and where you're going to find a little bit of struggle. But the reality is, if you think about bringing a puppy home, a lot of struggle up front. Mm -hmm. They pee on your floor, poop on your floor, they chew your shoes, chew up your couch, chew up your bed, um, chew clothing, (laughs) chew chairs. (laughs) These are all things that have happened to us with younger dogs. Like we kind of have a rule in our house. We won't, we won't foster puppies um, because we don't have to. First and foremost, there's always people willing to foster them. They quickly get adopted. Um, Puppies bring are great. Obviously every dog has to start somewhere, but um, folks, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up with this. When you rescue a dog like Wilma, you not only save Wilma, you save the next dog because that next dog gets a spot in the organization or rescue where Wilma once was. Uh, as opposed to being euthanized. And that's just the sobering reality of it. So if you like Wilma and you think she's a fit or know somebody that might be a fit for her, check out Charlie's Crusaders at charliescrusaders.org. Well done. Wilma looks great. Looks like she'd be a great pet. Great addition to any family. All right. So the Lancaster Connects community segment is next. Um, have you got a worthwhile cause that you can make excellent use of the members of the Lancaster Connects community? I'm speaking to uh, nonprofits and charitable organizations. Um, we'd like to encourage volunteers to volunteer their time and direct them to you. Uh, that's what the Lancaster Connects community is all about. Uh, whether you have a good cause that needs volunteers or you want to donate your time uh, to help out in the community, uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, if you'd like to volunteer your time, if you're a listener and like to volunteer your time, enter our free giveaway at LancasterConnects.com and check the box on that form confirming you'd like to volunteer. Uh, imagine the difference we could make to the Lancaster Connects community or the Lancaster community if we gave if we each gave just one hour of our time. Uh, if you have a good cause that can use some volunteers and we can promote uh, for you on our show, uh, please get in touch with the contact form at LancasterConnects.com. And of course, remember, this is available as a podcast and all those links are at LancasterConnects.com. And please like and share this video and this episode. Yes, sharing is caring. (laughs) It is, it is. So we've got some uh, Lancaster Connects community events for you. Uh, So these are opportunities for you to volunteer, for you to help out in the community. Um, You can volunteer at Little Springs Park, 4th of July celebration. Um, you get tickets to the celebration when you volunteer to help at the event. So that's a nice little uh, benefit. They have a wide range of volunteer opportunities like fencing setup, greeters, donation collectors, parking attendants, and many more. Check out all of their available volunteer slots at lidditz4thofjuly.com and register to help. There's a blood cancer support group on Tuesday, July 6th from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Uh, This is for family and friends who have been touched by a diagnosis of leukemia, lymphoma, multiple myeloma, or I'm going to mess this word up, myelodosplastic syndrome. I don't know there. Not a medical professional. Uh, Meetings provide support education, uh, support 
education and resources in an informal setting. Uh, if you or someone you know could get value from this group, please pass along the details. It runs in collaboration with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and this is at the uh, Ann Barshinger Cancer Institute, which is located at 2102 Harrisburg Pike uh, in Lancaster, right off of Rollerstown Road in Harrisburg Pike. Uh, you can get more information at lghealthevents.org. And there are a few spots left for Lancaster County's Youth Conservation School. Eight students age 14 to 16 are encouraged to apply for this exciting opportunity to learn about local wildlife, participate in environmental conservation, and explore the outdoors. Sounds like a great event to get teenagers off the computer and out in nature this summer. Uh, for more information, visit LancasterConservation.org and click the Education tab. There's only a few spots left, so if you're interested, make sure you act fast. And again, that looks like a great opportunity for teenagers to learn about wildlife, environmental conservation, and just get outside. Go to LancasterConservation.org, click the Education tab. So once again, if you have a good cause that we can promote um, or you need people to volunteer your their time, uh, we'll put the word out for you on our show please get in touch uh, with the contact form or with us on the contact form at LancasterConnects.com. Um, and again, this show is a podcast. Uh, find the links at LancasterConnects.com and please like and share this video. Sharing is caring. Home stretch, baby. Sharing is caring. You have to say it one of these times. What's that? Sharing is caring. Sharing, sharing is caring. Speaking of sharing, we had some <laughs> gift card winners. All right. So, Who are they? So this is neat because we go out, we buy these gift cards. We've yet to actually ask for one, although I think that would be totally fair for the restaurants that we highlight. But that's okay. We go out and buy them, and then we give them away. So you can enter to win, LancasterConnects.com, for that gift card giveaway. This week's winners were Diane Foose from Duncannon and Michelle Roy from Willow Street. Um, we have them as our winners this week. So you can enter for a chance to win one of two local restaurant gift cards at LancasterConnects.com. And there's the picture. There's our one of our winners from, I believe it was last week. Uh, Amy Hoffman, I believe, was her last name. I know it's Amy. Uh, yep, Amy Hoffman, winner from two weeks ago, episode 15. Episodes fly right by. Um, but there's Amy. She was very happy to win, and she had some very great kind words to share about the show. So, Amy, thank you for sharing kind words about the show. We appreciate it. We're happy you won. And if you want to win, go to LancasterConnects.com to enter the giveaway. Join the Lancaster Connects community to volunteer. Subscribe to our emails. Get all the goodness that is Lancaster Connects to help our community be an even better place to live than it already is. Well and done. I think that is the wrap for episode 17. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great week. Happy Fourth of July. Super Cereal.